Hello there. Everything leading up to this moment has been rehearsal. The real performance is about to begin. I'm counting on it. Woo! What's up, everybody? You have now tuned in to the Outer Rim Beacon, your frequency for everything in that galaxy far, far away. Uh, I am one of your hosts, Justin. Joining me today, as always, are my co-hosts. This is Josh, and I was just wondering, do you guys think that people, when they meet Jet Lucas, are they like, so what's your what's your dad like? I don't know Tell about your dad. Like I literally <laughs> can't think of a single other thing you would possibly ask him. Uh, this is Kyle, and I am excited to talk about celebration. It is close. We are within spitting distance. It's right around the oh corner. It's coming up quick, people. It has arrived. It is here. We are getting new stuff every week. Guess uh, different announcements of of people that are going to be there. Hopefully we get some merch uh, announcements. We'll see. Yeah. There's a lot to go. On. I would love to hear some like more information, like maybe bigger name guests and or actual things that they're going to be selling there. But Hey, yeah, it's getting closer. Hey. Yeah. Uh, but I'm going to, you know, Kyle, how far are we? Cause I'm going to, I'm going to play a little tune here that you might like that goes with this. Boom. We are seven weeks away. From Celebration Anaheim, the deuce. Seven. We're under two months. We're single digits. We bought these tickets in 2019. (laughs) Um, There's a whole different person. I lived in a different address. So did I. (laughs) <laughs> we all had to do address changes between the time that we bought these tickets and now and i'm i saw there was a a press or not a press release whatever they do like an announcement from uh from read pop that basically said hey do you need an address change go oh, here yes. to show clicks and you can do it because i think they got inundated with mm-hmm. um uh yeah you're gonna mail my tickets and i don't live there anymore i was one of those worried i was dealing with (laughs) the uh the online chat customer service people to get it changed like the day they opened up the resale um when they released the other the new tickets what was that a couple weeks ago Mm -hmm. now yeah Yeah. crazy though we um there's still some tickets available did you guys notice that I did not. The four days are sold out, and I believe Saturday is sold out, but you can still get a Thursday, Friday, Sunday. I need them to reopen light so I can get rid of this extra four day I have. <laughs> I thought light uh, did open. Um, it was early April. I know that. Light opened for requests, not ah, for okay. returns. Gotcha. Uh, so returns coming soon. Well, if you're listening to this, I, uh, Josh has a four day past he's going to be thrown up on light so be on the lookout check your your twitters and your announcements if I actually know you i'd be willing to arrange something else that could work too um and, <laughs> and you know what the, who that would be but <laughs> um it's great because i see all the you know i see everybody on twitter you know going who else is going to be there who else is going to be there different podcasts different uh you know cosplayers different uh people throughout star wars just excited to get back to doing star wars things 
and uh, I'm here for it. I can't wait. I'm, I'm going to be there. California, get out of this cold Ohio weather. Sucked. Yeah, it's been rainy here all day <laughs> uh, here in Cincinnati. Yeah, gross. Uh, I'm going to be there, so come say hi to me. I will try my best to be friendly. He's not as grouchy <laughs> as he seems. I will give you a sticker if we don't run out. <laughs> we do have some some giveaways, some stickers and some cards with our info. We might have to like ration that out over the four days that we're there in uh or else I think it might go quick because we got some cool stickers here and we've got some uh some information. So yeah, it'll be good. I'm excited. We got lots to do. Uh well, speaking well, of lots we to think do. we don't really know what we have to do because they haven't it's, told yeah. us very much other than about yeah. ten people are coming and about six of them are semi famous. <laughs> six at least six of them play characters with no dialogue yeah so <laughs> not a lot of um yeah um we we, we do have a, a list of guests so far at least through the last two weeks that they've announced probably the biggest three anthony daniels ashley Eckstein, and ian mcdermott huge fan um, of all three of those uh, people no like no shade at all and i do want to try and get an autograph from anthony daniels this year mm-hmm. that's on my list already but I'm still a little disappointed and, in our info. So and not far. to discredit Giancarlo Esposito and Eunice uh, Suatamo, right? It, I mean, they're both pretty big in their own right. I mean, Giancarlo is huge sure. for everything that he's been in non-Star Wars. Um, he's, he's lowered his demand, though, by going to every con he can, which is cool. Yeah, has, Josh, yeah, Josh claims the market is saturated with Giancarlo Esposito <laughs> right now. He told me that. I haven't Lexington. looked up a con in the last nine months and he wasn't there. He's been at we haven't we yeah. haven't recorded since Josh and I went to Lexington Comic and Toy Con uh, together. What was that last week? Two weeks ago. Very true. Yeah, we we have a, another episode there, right? That you guys you guys record. We did record were... a little something oh, in my house. That's not suitable for consumption. It wasn't it wasn't <laughs> dense, but uh, we 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 uh, <laughs> chit chatted a little bit about things here and there. Why? My uh, my Star Wars room here that Josh was in for the first time. Hmm. The uh, so their uh, their intense uh, their intense hatred podcast for the Sith lovers out there will be releasing <laughs> uh, in about two weeks. <laughs> but um, no, if it's gonna if, be on uh, the Patreon in two yeah. years. There you go. This is exclusive. <laughs> there content. you go. I don't know. Josh uh, is real weird about it. I thought it was fine. We just sat here and talked for a little bit, but he brought us well, yeah. basically just like. And we went and got donuts, and then we saw the mural. That was cool. And oh, look at your Star Wars story. This is pretty cool. Like, <laughs> I, uh, was, I mean, yeah. Like, we just didn't have a very, plan. Very we free started. form. Yeah. Yeah. That's all right. That's all right. It's for the Sometimes big fans. It turns out uh, yeah. some pretty entertaining content. So, can we I did share have a, couple... a story from the con? We had a fun weekend. Oh, sure. Go ahead. Yeah. We did have a fun weekend. Yeah. I actually have two stories to share. So, one is that uh, I brought. Uh, the a vinyl release of the sound the score from the first Ninja Turtles movie, and I was going to have Kevin Eastman, the creator, and the guy that plays Shredder sign it. Okay. And I'm waiting in line for the guy that plays Shredder, and I'm looking at the table, and I see only pictures of Shredder from Secret of the Ooze, the second movie. So then I IMDb and I realize that. Shredder is two different actors in the two in the two movies, <laughs> and I'm about I'm I was 
five minutes away. Oh, he was a nose hair away. It was not a long line. The wrong actor (laughs) to sign my thing. Wow. So then I very just quickly said, Kyle, let's get out of here. Yeah. And, (laughs) uh, you know, he brought that very specific collectible to get these two very specific. I'm about to, like, have a negative experience here, too. But I will say we both got eastman autographs that we're very pumped about and that was very cool and we did have like a really great weekend but so he had kind of a swing and a miss on the shredder autograph and i brought my clone wars print that i'm getting all the autographs on like specifically cash in hand to get matt lanter to sign uh as anakin skywalker and he was like rushed into emergency surgery the day before and canceled and didn't come to the con and uh, not mad at anybody about it. But of course that was disappointing that a, I didn't get the autograph and B I had to lug that thing around in the poster tube all day for no reason. What a waste, but he's doing okay. uh, So that's glad I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. Yeah. He did tweet something the other day that said, uh, you later this year or something like yeah. that so i think a lot of people have hope that he's going to be able to make it to celebration so oh, we'll i mean later this year could mean just another mm. con down the road and maybe celebration is not in the cards but either way that's a positive that he's he's looking forward to getting back out so fingers crossed it'll be celebrated. um help yeah tip Tip number one for Star Wars Celebration: Remember to bring your poster tube. Yeah, you're gonna uh, want that guy. So that all of those things that you're you're getting, the posters, the pictures that you get signed, you got something safe and secure to store them. And you don't want to buy it there. You're gonna it's you're gonna buy it at a markup. No. You don't want to buy it there. Like forty dollars yeah. for a tube. Go to Michaels. Amazon, hmm. man. You get it in like a day. Hey, Michaels throws out uh, uh, coupons like. Like they're candy. That's true like, too. They're giving yep. stuff away there. <laughs> yeah. Kyle is also very good at the act like you know what you're doing, look like you know what you're doing, <laughs> and people will just let you. Uh, and he was very clutch in not only getting us past uh, the very big uh, the very big line to get our passes on the first day, but also just getting us straight into the Kevin Eastman line. That if he hadn't gotten us, like we basically because of our, I, either because. Kyle was super suave and no no one second guessed him or I think because, it's that yeah <laughs> or, or, or because of our press badges which I don't think it's that um, from my experience doing press at other cons um, we were able to get onto the floor during the like VIP half hour or whatever and get in the line for Eastman that then went that then got capped like almost immediately after the doors opened uh, that we definitely wouldn't have we we waited like 20 minutes to meet Kevin Eastman instead of yeah you know all day yeah so there was yeah, people Kyle sprinting just to from, the back corner Kyle just from experience uh in being in in situations like that like he'll you know he'll be standing with you and then he'll be like lines are for suckers and then just be like confidently <laughs> walks to the front looks over everybody peers around right and then he kind of like looks back and then he gives you the wave to come up and like you're like what is happening and you kind of sheepishly walk up towards him and then like if, there's man. a security or something there they're like yeah go ahead go ahead and kyle's like okay and he just like walks through and everybody's in and you're like what just happened you just go with um it. he's no very deal. very good at that 
So, uh, you just you carry know, a ladder. You're, you're in and line. Asks where you're going. You just carry a ladder. It's no big deal. <laughs> Tool belt around your board, your waist, a clipboard. Any kind of prop um, really helps. If you if you see a if you see a gentleman walking towards the front of a line at celebration, you're about to get ditched. Um, <laughs> Kyle's getting in some uh, way. You're making it sound form. way worse than it is. I'm never. I'm not going to just like cut someone in line. But if <laughs> no, I can walk no. into a whole area. And no one's yeah. going to stop me, then <laughs> sure, why not? <laughs> and it was These cold yeah. for a spring day in Lexington, Kentucky. It was chilly, and I was not yeah. trying to wait in that long outside line just to get the badges either. Mm. So we circumvented yeah. that. That was the real first yeah. foray. Celebration security will be on the lookout now yeah. for Kyle. No, you guys you just know, put a target on me. We just tipped him off. Although, so. do you guys remember in Chicago? Uh, I think it was the the last day, maybe like there was just kind of pandemonium and people just like knocked down oh, all the yeah. pipe and drape and just kind of ran in. And I do not condone that kind of behavior. No, that's, yeah. that's rude. Um, we did get a a, a nice list of other. Uh, appearances yeah, for celebration. Uh, Dan, Daniel Logan, uh, young Boba Fett, uh, Omid Abtahi, who was Dr. Pershing in The Mandalorian. Terry Jones, BK, is going to be there. That could be fun. Um, how hot was that suit? Because <laughs> it, it was, I mean, for some reason, it just looked like furrier than Chewy's. So it could be a little warm in there. Uh, Orly Shoshan, Shakti, uh, Tim Rose, who played Admiral Akbar, is going to be there. That's a try. Uh, Josh. Yeah. <laughs> um, Marco um, Apostolis, who played Ewok Tokat, Pocket. Um, Kevin Thompson, who was also e- an Ewok, who was Tubre. Um, Jet Lucas, who <sighs> played Zet Jukasa. Obviously. Um, a plethora of writers so far, Claudia Gray, Justina Ireland, Daniel Jose Older, Kevin Scott, and Charles Soul, the full array of High Republic authors will be there. I don't we don't know if it's a panel. We don't know if they're gonna be doing, I hope they're doing signings, signings in the booth. I really dig the High um, Republic. I'd like to get something autographed by those guys. Yeah, yeah. And then uh Doug Chang and Steve Sansweet, of course, will be there. And then your your hosts, uh, Amy Ratcliffe and Dan Zier. And I like me some Amy Ratcliffe. Me too. I think she's a fine host and she does a great job. It's easy to look at too. Um, the whatever. The i I mentioned this to Josh last weekend, and I mean zero disrespect to any of the actors, but the guy the the two Gamorians from Book of Boba Fett were in Lexington. And now we've got uh, Carrie Jones. We've got Tim Rose. Um, I don't want to do a photo op with Carrie Jones. I want to do a photo op with Carrie Jones in the BK costume. In the like, BK. I, I mean, like I said, no disrespect to you as like an actor or a human being, but I want a picture with Admiral Akbar. Not so much Tim yeah. Rose, who 99% of people, you're going to be like, yeah, that's the guy who plays Admiral Akbar, by the way, because you can't tell from the photo. Yeah, there's obviously, like, if the if the person has become famous in their own right, like, outside of that, like, sure. you know, if mm-hmm. it's like Jim Henson, you're not upset mm-hmm. that it's not Kermit. Right, right. Like, right. But, um, Good point. So I'm curious, because we've done a little complaining now. <laughs> top who's everyone's like wish list like top three to five who are you hoping gets announced and i would make them real so first maybe 
not named Mark Hamill, because I feel like we all want to meet Mark Hamill. Mm-hmm. Don't waste the space on Mark. I mean, we want him to come, but don't waste the space in your That's list. That's a given. It's understood. Yeah. Everybody wants Mark and, there. Yeah. Can we rule out Ewan McGregor as well? Because, I mean, those are obviously the two biggest ones I think that everybody is going to want there. So besides those two. Yeah, I think we probably can all agree on Ewan McGregor as well. Yeah. Yeah. And Josh is like, yes, Ewan McGregor. You got one already, Justin? Or did you have one other point Uh, to I I I have one that I I mean, um, I would like, um, I mean, if uh, if he's going to be there, Tamara Morrison, I would love to do like a photo op with Tamara Morrison. Because, I mean, you get like a photo op with every clone and Boba Fett. And I mean, that's like. You're so paying like it's like a pennies on the dollar yeah. for that photo op. <laughs> it's a great At that investment. point, like yeah. <laughs> list of characters, Commander Cody, yeah. uh, Rex. Like you got the whole list, man. So that would be one. Um, it'd be interesting to see if uh, like Jennifer Beals be a good one. Yeah. Um, I think well, I uh, what about you? Uh, th- I, this is an obvious one. He'll definitely be there, I'm sure. But I definitely want Dave to be there. Dave Filoni. Man, always yes. trying to hear him talk about some Star Wars. Does Dave do uh, autographs and uh, pictures don't, generally? Uh, <laughs> one time subject, at the Kyle. time I didn't go to Celebration because I couldn't afford it, he did a really special, cool, like, for charity. Uh, he did a drawing of Bo-Katan that he hand-signed, like, a small number of that... Justin and Vic both got, and I didn't get one because I wasn't there. Um, Limited to 100 quantity. Yeah. So I wasn't there either, if it makes you feel any better. <laughs> no. um, so, but no. we did get to see him. We did get to see we him did. in Chicago. We met him, shook his hand. You, you and I got to see him walk in behind and Which shake his I hand. Didn't do and that. I yeah. got to watch him autograph somebody's helmet and draw a picture during the Ahsoka thing. Um, relatively close to him, but that was about it. I would love, love, this is my, like, if the stars aligned and I had a genie to make one of my, maybe this might even take two wishes, uh, one of his little uh, line sketches of Ahsoka, uh, I would get it tattooed Mm. if he would draw one. Um, Those, like, sketches he's released on Twitter and stuff, like, uh, th- that would be really, really cool to have. I would I would make a charitable donation or pay for an autograph with a little sketch or whatever if he did. I don't want to just like steal one off of his social media, but if he yeah. drew one for me, I would that would be like my I would love to have that. Would it would it have to be Ahsoka or would anybody work? Like if he did a quick wreck? I mean, if he was like, or... fuck you, not Ahsoka, I'm only doing this, I would probably do that too, <laughs> yes. But I would I would okay. want Ahsoka. <laughs> <laughs> But he still sign he still signs it, yeah. right? He still says, "Yep, here you go. Here's my quick sketch." Yeah, and then does it and moves on. Yeah, good call. Um, Josh, what about you? Who would be your? Uh... Well, barring barring who we've already barred, and and then also barring people that you know aren't going to do it, like Frank Oz or John Williams. Uh, Frank Oz would be uh, very okay. awesome. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Rosario Dawson. Ooh, I think there's a good that. chance she'll be there. Yeah, yeah, especially with the new show mm-hmm. too. Erin uh, Kellyman, which I know she did it last time, and I didn't get a picture, and I regretted it. Um, and you said Tem. That's Tem was going to be mm-hmm. well. My original three was Ewan and those two, but uh, Tamora Morrison would probably be, probably be number three. Yeah. Um, 
was I had another one that just popped. Uh, just I haven't met him. I, I Josh, I think you have. Mark Thompson. Just I think he's an interesting. Oh. Well, Mark Thompson and I would, will be, I mean, Mark Thompson doesn't do the things, but he's usually, he, well, I should say that one day, the one time that I went to Celebration, he was at the booth, like, for hours every day. Yeah. And was yeah, totally see, I, interacting with people, no problem, pictures, whatever, not asking for money, like, totally cool. Very cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, I mean he's not like, like yeah, like, just a super cool dude that I'd like to meet because I enjoy listening to him narrate the audiobooks. I mean, it's just a weird personal thing, but it's, it's great. Listen, so um, which did? But yeah, did that Timothy Zahn say one. he's not coming. Did I see that? That's correct. He did confirm via his page that he would not be attending Star Wars Celebration. Mm-hmm. So Timothy's on out for Celebration Anna. So you were Is there planning some on weird drama? I know there was some fan drama, like no Thrawn without Zahn or some. Oh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen anything. Um, I, did anybody else find it interesting though that um, Anthony Daniels was doing the autograph thing through Reed Pop again because he did his own thing at Chicago and was like in a whole separate wow. like conference room where he was all day signing off. I mean, he had a he huge did meet line and, greets and stuff. Yeah, I wonder. Yeah, it, allegedly he had some kind of gripe with the way whoever tops yeah it was tops that tops was the problem and i don't think tops is doing it this year i think someone else is oh it's that star wars uh autograph whatever um because read pop outsources the actual autograph signing signups and payment and all that stuff Mm -hmm. to a a third party am i right josh yeah and i think that he had issue with that third party when i think it was tops that scared mark hamill away too Mm -hmm. Really? Yeah, uh, I, and I, I can't remember where I saw it, so this could be wrong. I, re- but, I remember um, reading if Sorry to cut you off, Josh. Go ahead. No, it's okay. No, go ahead, because I'm still looking for the I, name. I remember here. reading a thing about, um, I believe you that it was Tops, uh, was maybe rushing people through the line and not letting ta- – which everybody – if you've ever gotten autograph signings and stuff, you know everybody kind of does it their own way and give you gives you various amounts of time and attention and whatever. But uh, Anthony Daniels and Mark Hamill are notorious for kind of like giving fans a lot of attention and having making those connections and things like that. And I think they were both unhappy with tops rushing people through the line and and kind of telling the talent what they were allowed to do, which is. You know, I, I think yeah. Mark and Anthony yeah. feel like I I can sign whatever I want and I can talk to them for as long as I want. And I can, you know, it's their thing to contribute in whatever way they choose. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that is where the conflict came from, at least as I understood it. it. I don't I mean, of course, I don't know. It is to your point. It is hard, though, to go, well, I've got a, a 10 o'clock autograph mm-hmm. scheduled or a meet and greet or a photo op and if if the celebrity is taking you know five ten minutes per person as you work through the line right and your 10 o'clock then gets pushed to 12 or 1 because it's it's just taking forever then it does make it a bit of a challenge or well, there's know, both sides. I, I can see where that. I mean, yeah, try, I can see you're going to wait longer you're going to or you're going to sell less tickets or whatever but I think at the end of yeah. the day it's 
you know, they kind of have the right to do it however they see fit because it's their time and they're the ones ultimately, Mm -hmm. they're the draw, you know, without them, nobody's signing up for any autographs. And if I'm the person signing up, I'd probably rather have, I'd rather spend the extra time in line and get the extra time with the person and like have that personal connection. So, you know. Yeah, Yeah. totally agree. I'd rather they make the fan happy. I was trying to figure out what it stood for. But uh, SWAU is I th- is who I think is running this the signings, and they so you they get high profile. They're more like a send away thing now, or you can buy or you can buy stuff off their website that's been signed. You'll see these these like fo- photos on pe- and famous people's Instagrams like uh, you know uh, Katie Sackoff standing in front of like a wall of signed Bokaton mm-hmm. pops. Like oh it's, yeah, yeah, it's, it's been them that's doing that. That's okay. Like, I think they're the like I don't know if they're the the leader, but it seemed like I see more stuff coming out of from them than anywhere else. So gotcha. Okay. Um, there was a, if you go to the celebration page or if you go to what is it, starwars.com, you can look it up too, but they are also bringing back the lotteries mm-hmm. for panels. Mm-hmm. So be on the lookout for those announcements. Basically, um, you know, you drop your email in a lottery and then they notify you whether you get a ticket to go in. This gets a not. lot of heat so, online. People don't love it, but as a middle-aged person, I would rather just know <laughs> where to go and that I've got a ticket than have to try and camp yep. out the night before or show up six hours ahead of time or anything like yeah. that. Yep, agreed. Um, it allows you to do more yep. while you're there because you can walk around. You don't have to worry about waiting in a line. You know you're going to get in. It's just a question of where do you want to sit? Now, so, I will say I saw people posting that they d- were not able to get into any panels at Chicago and things like yeah. that, which I'd probably, because we got into everything. We didn't get into the main stages. We were in overflow rooms for mm-hmm. pretty much everything. At least Justin and I were. I can't speak for Josh. Yeah. but uh, So maybe I would feel differently if if we didn't get into anything, but I can't imagine how people tried to get into all those main panels and couldn't even get into the overflow rooms for mm-hmm. anything. That seems almost crazy to me, but hopefully that's not yeah. the case in Anaheim. I I was able to, I won lotteries for some main stage stuff. Mm-hmm. Wasn't the, the best stuff, but I, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. it's fine. You know, it's uh we got the 20th anniversary, fan of Menace, but we didn't end up going yeah. to it. I don't think yeah everything i wanted to watch i could still watch somewhere yeah. and um honestly unless you're in like the front row yeah what, what, why is it not, that much better just gonna be, yeah. you're gonna be watching the big screen anyway yeah, yeah. So. And, and to be honest it, it was fun standing out on the floor watching some of that stuff as it happens oh because yeah. i mean the fan reactions to that's where we watch the trailer what goes on yeah. yeah the fan reactions out there are just as good uh as being in the the panel um, and they do. I do like you know, the little prints the overflow they give away, rooms. Uh, well, yeah, it. that's what I, I was going to say. Is we did in the overflow rooms. Yeah, they, they did like give a, out. They got like a hat. So do you really? Well, yeah. You got you. you it would be our last or uh, rise of Skywalker beanie. Oh no, I yeah, don't want that. I want the print that we got. <laughs> like the yeah, no, Mandalorian one. They don't one. all give away prints. Some of them give away no. other. Oh, okay. that's what I'm saying. Yeah. The Mandalorian one, we did get a print, mm-hmm. and there was another one we got a print for. Clone Wars, season I believe. seven. Clone Wars, yep. I got a print and some pins at the, uh, 
last or Rebels not, Remembered. Uh, no, they gave out uh, a print too. Jedi Fallen Order. Uh, Jedi Fallen Order had a, had a had a panel, and and then I also got something for something else too. Oh, the uh, the Soka print that you have on your wall right there, I got from yeah. Mm-hmm. So they do a good job of like at least trying to. You know, if you're not in that main stage, if you're in the overflow, you do get something. I know, was it the Carrie Fisher one? Um, when was that one? That was, um, they only did, I think, prints on the main, the main panel. I believe that was in Orlando, but. Yeah. Oh, so that I was in the was Galaxy's Edge panel and I got a, a Coke shirt. Oh, but it was yeah. Like the oh, that's the, right. We did not get our best Star Wars print. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, we do have last bit of news. The app is back for celebration too. Uh, Let's as, hope it works. It <laughs> hopefully it works. Um, you supposedly you were able to like do your order online from the merch store and then go in and pick it up, and that was a hot mess. So the merch is whack so far. It I'll better. say it. I'm not trying to be like. Josh already said I'm not as cranky in person <laughs> as I am on the podcast. Apparently, but. Uh, the merch in the celebration store is not cool, guys. So far, so far there's it's nothing kind of, I'm jazzed it's up kind about. Of lame, yeah. I don't like um, having to buy a shirt to buy pins. Yeah, lame. Yeah, lame, lame, lame. Yeah. Um. Well, and the pins kind of look like the same pins we have. I mean, it's all the same stuff. Yeah. It's, um. Got to get Just get original waiting, here and rework the, cool the stuff to be announced. <laughs> yeah, rework the system. So it, I'm sure there's more to come. We'll see what happens oh, here. Yeah. Uh, there was um, there is a list of rumored uh, Funko Pops potentially uh, exclusives floating around out there for celebration. So be sure to get in on that lottery because I'm sure that's what they're going to be end doing again. Um, they did the release. Um, there are some Make a Wish Pops that actually just dropped this week um, that a good cause there was a bb8 common that you can get it's like a blue silver metallic color for all these but there's a whole bunch of different ones disney um, there's an iron man one uh the other star wars one was a stormtrooper it's a gamestop exclusive just will buy three of those um, <laughs> i did i did buy one <laughs> um i know i, I don't buy like I, I finally think come to the I've come to the realization like it's stormtroopers and ahsoka in the pop game and that's about it that's all i'm getting anymore so um there are new books dropping we've got a couple coming out here in the next few weeks and months brotherhood by mike chen is dropping may 10th so oh, that'll be weeks. prior to celebration so pick that up check it out um shadow of the sith which i'm super excited about adam christopher available june 28th um there is an excerpt that you can go read right now and it's a really cool excerpt did you guys check that out yeah Okay, no. go read it. Go read it. It's super cool. It's uh, it's an excerpt with Luke. Um, I'm not going to tell you what's going on. Um, it does tie in to Rise of Skywalker a little bit. I don't really mess um, with excerpts because I don't believe in silent peas, but I'll check this out. <laughs> uh, but go check it out. It's 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 pretty cool that one. And then Higher Public Convergence, uh, is by Zareda Cordova is going to be available October 4th. Is that our we next edition into... in the High Republic? Is that there's nothing between now and then? I that was there might be some of the I think that's the next big novel. Mm. I could be wrong. There's but, still um, two left, right? Aren't we only seven of the nine in for the first wave phase? 
whatever phase wave first phase wave <laughs> whatever it is yeah the first wavy phase um that's my i don't know that moment. was i think the October next one 4th? that i had for high republic yeah. yeah but there could be another one in between there there's lots of new comics that have dropped over the last couple of weeks for the bounty hunters just a myriad of stuff well, the that, bounty that hunters is over on. now that's been a, yeah what are you talking um, about for a hot minute <laughs> we're moving on to uh, um, some some crimson dawn stuff now well, that, crimson, yeah crimson rain's done too but we uh oh my we had a new han solo and chewbacca comic startup and then there's also um a comic line like a limited run that is doing um stories about the uh ship from the disney parks the 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 halcyon yes that one but isn't there another crimson dawn crossover event weren't there three? Oh, maybe there is another one coming yeah but crimson crimson rain is done yeah lots of comics go but check out a lot of comics <laughs> um and then hasbro fan fest there is a hasbro fan fest on april 6th which is wednesday they will probably release a whole bunch of new figures that you have to go out and pre-order prior to celebration and not mention anything about exclusives, but we'll see. Um, they did release a figure in Dan in Vintage Collection, which is kind of cool. Um, and then Hot Toys released a whole bunch of photos and are now shipping Clone Wars, Ahsoka, and the Darth Maul. No, it was... Uh, it was a different package. It was not my Ahsoka. So I was so jazzed. I was like, oh my God, she's going to be here today. And then I went and checked. I was like, not her. I was like, that's lame. Well, mine just, hasn't even shipped yet. But she is on the way. I did get a shipping confirmation. Um, she is on the way. So I'm super excited to get that figure. But that's all we have this week for news and notes. There was a lot to cover there because of all the celebration news that dropped. All the celebration news, um, but more to still come. not enough to really quench my thirst. I'm no. like a planner, scheduler type of guy, and they're not giving me enough information to go off of yet. Kyle has not transformed into the... Uh, the uh, mcmahon meme where he's like in the chair no not yet not further back with an expression on his face growing he's not there yet so um but yeah so lots to cover there i'm sure we'll have more in the next couple weeks but over the next couple weeks uh we we are planning on doing our um celebrate guide to celebration that'll be coming up if they tell here us during anything, the month of april as well with, you know with what we get yeah <laughs> yeah um and i it, correct me if i'm wrong somebody correct me I if would. i'm wrong anaheim convention center did they not expand within the last two years i think they built more onto it i, I want to say it expanded or it grew there was something about when we were there that the halls were big but somebody else expanded their convention center and then so anaheim was like oh yeah we've got this other new expansion going on and it's gonna look like this I could be wrong in saying it was that, renovated between 2015 well. and 2017. So yes, it was renovated since we were there. Okay. Okay. So interesting to see what it looks like now. I'm excited. I'm going to hit up the, the Italian ice place multiple days. If the weather is nice, we'll probably be swinging really by there every day on the way home <laughs> on the reg. I'm getting the, the, the card for the buy one, get oh, one yeah. free this time. Yeah. I snoozed on that last time and I'm not doing that again. So, um, well, while we've got uh, a little bit of time, we decided to go back and 
rewatch Star Wars Rebels in its entirety. So we are going through week by Someone week covering <laughs> covering some Star Wars Rebels here. Um, it's one of our favorite shows. I Love would it. we agree that as far as a show goes, that's one of our favorites. Um, there's so I don't many watch different- those cartoons for kids. Oh, I'll you. I don't watch them. <laughs> Uh, you know what? That's um, funny. I, I, I got to say, I was at work today, and one of my coworkers randomly came over and was talking to me about the new Halo show that was that's on uh, Paramount, Paramount, or something. Mm-hmm. One of whatever, one of the apps, and uh, mm-hmm. then the, our our president from who was down the way was talking about star trek and it came up that i was going to celebration and i told him that i'd been rewatching all of star wars which i have i do that like mm-hmm. i've done that for the previous celebrations there's there's a little bit more this time but uh and then our our president of trucks like a very high up executive in our company asked me he's like well did you watch the bad batch and and rebels and clone wars too and i'm like well Yes, Ryan, I I am watching those no, too. No doy, Ryan. Yeah, yeah <laughs> no exactly. Duh, duh. Yeah, you know. I was like, yeah, I'm just kind of surprised <laughs> you're familiar. You mean yeah. you haven't? What? So that was what I was doing at my corporate job today. Nice. Good recognition. You love it when yeah. uh, a, a person asks you about the Star Wars and they're they're into the Star they Wars. Come that correct. Didn't yeah. That they did that they were in the Star Wars and you're like, ooh, look at you go. Guy. Like, I like yeah. it. Somebody I can talk with now, or like when they start rattling stuff off, you're like, "Okay, no. I see you." You never know. I like Star Wars. Wars can mean a lot of things, but yes, I mm-hmm. I love mm-hmm. Rebels. It's hard for me to choose between Clone Wars and Rebels, but Rebels is one is. of my favorite shows. I really, really love it. It is. I, I you know, is for episode for episode. There's there's more volume in the Clone Wars by far, but I think from a content standpoint and the depth that you get with the characters rebels is, is is a little bit higher up for me than than clone wars is i mean that's even season seven of clone wars by itself was really really good, good but stuff. yeah but rebels is from from you know episode one to the the last one and it's just i think more content and and way way more world building i think uh than than clone yeah, and I think today we're just we're going to start with season one, obviously, of mm-hmm. Rebels, and yeah. people don't always love season one. I think, I'm not to put words in his mouth, but I think Josh doesn't always love season one as much as the rest of it. People think it's not as good. I disagree. I think it's great, but I do agree that like the action really picks up in season two. Yeah. Yep. Um, I don't dislike it. Honestly, I haven't watched and rewatched rebels as much as everyone else on the show has. I don't, I just, I'm not a, I barely have time to do what I've scheduled myself. <laughs> so like if I'm taking time to watch content, it's usually like something new. Mm-hmm. Um, and with, if I'm like, if I'm putting something on to like listen to while I'm doing other stuff, cause I know like you guys sometimes will just like have, Star Wars stuff on, right? Like, yeah, I, I'm usually like trying to catch up on a on a podcast or something. Yeah, um, Rebels for me is one of the things I'll have on in the background when I'm cooking or or vacuuming or just doing things around the house. Like I, I think I've only watched it twice. Like I think there's other some episodes that I've watched, but 
more than twice, but like I watched it once, not when it came out because I didn't love it. I didn't love that. I think I saw like the May Lou run episode first, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I was like, "Ooh, this is this is rough." But it, this is also years ago, and I, which I love that episode now because I love the silly parts of Star Wars. But um, and then watched it again with Tab like a few years ago, like in the lead up to Celebration. Yeah. So. Um, Kyle, what's um as hardcore into Rebels <laughs> as some people? That's right. I'll do the heavy lifting That's here. Right. Would uh, I, I think for most people, and and you're you're right, Josh. I think when they watch the first episode, it's kind of like, man. Most people, I think, would probably agree. The jump off point for Rebels is when Kanan first pulls out his lightsaber and basically says, "Kid, I'm about to let the whole world in on the secret." Right, and you're all of a sudden you're like, "Okay, wait, now this just got it's good." That's a the kickoff pickup, point, Justin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's where that's where things really get started, and all of a sudden you're like. Okay, it's not just this ragtag group of of. Kanan um, is a top tier Jedi. He's yeah. up there with Qui Gon. He oh, yeah. is. He gets it. Like he's it total. Took, it took him a while. Blind, like he's the blind samurai master. By the by, the end, Kanan is like mm-hmm. as close to what the Jedi think they are trying to be as as many of them get. Mm-hmm. I think I've uh, Kanan's always had some stink on him because I don't like Ezra that much, <laughs> but I've realized <laughs> that Kanan is not worth the, uh, or Kanan is not like the any like lowering of status in my mind for Kanan is probably due to that, not because of anything else. When I plus yeah. you know he's the only Jedi who was also a writer in, on WWE Friday night Smackdown. Well, and that's a distinct honor. Uh, I think if you, if you think of Ezra as like a way to explore the things that Luke and Anakin were going through much deeper because it's, you know, four seasons of a TV show, I think you, like yes, he he is whiny, but so were they, and he's a kid, and that's part of it. And he makes bad decisions, but that's all part of it too. He flirts with the dark side, and he he deals with loss, the loss of his parents, and uh, feelings of abandonment, and the fear of abandonment. And then he deals with attachment, and the attachment to the people he found, and the attachment to Canaan, who he loses at the end, and has an opportunity to bring him back, and has to realize why he can't. And wait, wait. He loses Kanan uh, in the end. What? Spoiler alert for the show God, that came out six years Kyle. ago. Yeah. Um, Damn it. So I, but you know, all these things that Anakin dealt with that led him to the dark side and, and the, the things that Luke dealt with and learning how to be a Jedi, even though there were no other Jedi, Ezra does all that same exact stuff. And we actually get kind of more time to sit with it and, understand how he's dealing with it and all that kind of stuff. I, Ezra gets a lot of hate and I, I respect Ezra for what he does for the star Wars canon. Ezra doesn't get the opportunity to come out of the end of it as cool as True. some of the other people. Like, yeah. you know, one of them becomes Darth Vader and one of them becomes Luke who we see do all of these cool things, whether it's the EU 
or it's the new canon. Like in Ezra, we, we he's definitely less. And Ahsoka, Ahsoka is a perfect example of that. Like Ahsoka is the most annoying character ever when she's first introduced, mm. and I hated her <laughs> so much in that movie. And I was like, why does Anakin have a Padawan? I don't understand this. This is so stupid. And then now she's like top tier, Big one of the best characters in the franchise. And um, and I'm hopeful that all the signs pointing to us seeing a live action adult Ezra are going to really help that character come full mm-hmm. circle for a lot of people that complain about him in Rebels. Yeah, so I do it a little bit because it's a bit, but I do think he's annoying yeah. a lot of the time. Too. Well, I I get that, and I also hope you're right. I don't. I want more of Ezra's story and I want to see how he comes out of this. We're looking for Ezra. Exactly. Uh, (laughs) Hype Faison or Faison knows. Um, Uh, Or Faison. One of the two. But um, the other way to look at that is Ezra sacrificed himself to save his home planet and his adopted family and the rebellion and like that's potentially the most Jedi thing you can do. Like he got it at the end. Like he kind of achieved the Mm -hmm. goal of Jedi, but it's just not as sexy as, as being Darth Vader or ripping up. You know what I mean? Like, that's what I No, I know that's, I'm not saying I'm saying he, that's why I say he didn't get the chance to be cool on the Mm -hmm. end of it. He, he had like the moment and then he's gone. It's kind of like, like, you know, Vader was redeemed and then he died. So like, Mm. There it is. Yeah. Like, there's yeah. no path forward. But you know, we know yeah. we know we're gonna see more Ezra. It'll be all right. And he does kind of mirror that lesson right at the end. Ezra mirrors that lesson that Kanan did with sacrificing mm-hmm. himself for Hera and the group and everybody else. Well, to we're get only on season one now. Though. So that's we haven't. We're yeah, not yeah, yeah, yeah. So about that yet. Well, I, but so one thing in season one that I was gonna bring up, right? You brought up Luke and Anakin and how they didn't. You know, they were kind of whiny and and. I don't want to say misguided, but like they, they ultimately, neither of them had a true father figure in their life to kind of guide them along the way. Yeah, sure. Anakin had Obi-Wan, um, you know, and you can say but Luke they were brothers. had Obi-Wan as well, but yeah, yeah. And it was a little bit different. The one thing I would say, like even Ezra with his losing his parents in, in rise of the old masters, like the fifth episode in, this is where you start to get, um, pain and really, he he's struggling to teach Ezra at this point, right? And he's he's he. They go to rescue uh, uh, Luminara, right? They think she's alive, and they go to try to rescue her. Find out it's a trap by the Inquisitor. Um, but during the course of that episode, it's basically Kanan like, I can't teach this kid. I'm trying to pawn him off on another Jedi because I can't teach him. Um, but at the end, when it comes full circle, and he kind of he kind of has this conversation with Ezra, he says, um, you know. Uh, what he he was like, well, you were trying to pawn me off on her. And he's like, no, he's like, I realized that, you know, I, I have to be a better teacher. I can't just do that. And he said, um, what does he say? If I, if all I do is try, cause in the very beginning of the episode, he says, he repeats Yoda's lesson, do or do not, there is no try. And he doesn't understand it. But by the end of the lesson, he's about teaching Ezra. He says, if all I do is try, that means I don't truly believe I can succeed. And that's where he steps up and says, I'm really going to, to try because I believe I can teach you. And then there's this moment between the two of them where he's throwing rocks at him again, right? To deflect the rocks with the the saber. And it's a very, it's a father son moment at that point where, you know, just playing catch in the backyard with your dad. And, and that forms that relationship of, 
all right, he's got somebody in his life that's not just a Jedi, but I think more of a father figure because of the lessons that Kanan has learned to this point in being a Jedi and hiding and just going, hey, I don't have to just be a Jedi. I can be a friend. I can be a father and not just teach lessons at that point. When that comes full circle, because in season, the end of season three, when um, they're on that the planet in the outer rim with the Bendu and they're about to get attacked by Thrawn and driven off or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, they have a conversation and Kanan says to Ezra, I don't think there's really too much more I can teach you. Uh, my own training mm-hmm. was limited. We, and we've even, we've seen a bunch of times comics and now in the Bad Batch, uh, Kanan only made it up to being a young Padawan and then Order 66 happened. So his actual practical on the job one-on-one training is pretty limited. limited. Um, but right. Ezra says to him, you know, I don't, I don't mean about the force. I mean about life and, and cause he and, the ghost crew. And we start learning that in season one, they're teaching him um, to care for other people and look out for others. And he's been on his own since he was six years old and stealing just to eat and only caring about himself and only worrying about himself because he had to, to survive. But he learned by, and this is the probably 50% of what they're showing us in season one is that Ezra's learning to be a part of this family and that, uh, by the best way to help yourself is to help other people. And that's what the ghost yep. crew is, is teaching him. And season one, we're also learning all about those doubts that Kanan has. Like you were just saying, he's not sure of his own training or his own abilities. He, the force brought him to Ezra and he feels compelled to train Ezra, but he doesn't actually believe that he can or that he knows how. Um, and, and then he starts to develop an attachment to Ezra and he fears that he's going to train him poorly. And we learn this at the end when he's confronting the inquisitor and he thinks Ezra is mm-hmm. dead. And he says, yeah. no, now I don't have anything left to fear. And that's when he F's the inquisitor up real bad with the yep. double sabers. <laughs> that was one of my favorite um, lines. Yeah. Uh, because he got attached to Ezra and he, he was afraid to train him wrong or put him in a situation that was going to get him hurt or killed. Um, and again, that's Kanan dealing with these dark side problems and, and that's a, a constant thing for the Jedi. But like I said, his training was limited and he's, he's learning mm-hmm. on the job as he goes. And man, I love rebels. Yep. It's so good. <laughs> um, Josh, what, um, so we kind of broke this down. We were trying to figure out a good way to do this because Kyle's right. We could talk about rebels and different parts of rebels endlessly probably on this show um but we we try to narrow it down and kind of say you know what are your favorite or what are your top three episodes maybe of season one um and then maybe your what your least favorite would be um josh i'm going to start with you do you have do you have like a, a, a top three or top two that you like and which one was your least if you say idiots array is your least favorite no, Idiot's Ray is my favorite one. That's <laughs> that's is it really? Pig. Yeah. The Puffer Pig? The Puffer Pig. Um, I've been trying to look and see, remember which episodes are which. Well, that gives us um, animated Lando, too, who's yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. smooth talking Hera. Uh, nothing, nothing to hate about that. <laughs> that's a legit episode. Yeah. I'm going to say yeah. my least legit favorite episode, episode is um the Melu run one the one where they steal the tie fighter and only because i uh i like that one 
but I feel like that's the one when you're trying to like convince someone that they should watch this show and that it's not a kid. You don't want them to see that one first. And it hits three episodes in. Yeah. Fight or flight. uh, (laughs) Episode four is the one. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I do like the one where they get tricked uh, with the hologram of uh, the Jedi in jail. That's rise of the rise of the old masters. Yep. Yep. And isn't the one where they go see Yoda in the temple? Like yep. Yoda appears that's to Ezra in the temple. That's, that's, a, of the Jedi. that's a great one. Yep. I'm sorry. I didn't. Uh, as no, you, you're good. As the audience <laughs> can tell I didn't have time to prep. And uh, here we are. So that's why we're only doing season one. So Josh can catch up for season two. But no, it's no, you're fine. You, you hit them on the head. Like you, you've got the right episodes as far as which ones were your favorite. So I will say it's okay. Yoda's Yoda looks rough in this show. That's yeah, They're that's true. Animated <laughs> yeah. <so> well. <laughs> this is a bad, bad look for you, which I don't believe. So path of the Jedi episode 10 season one is the one you were talking about. That's where he goes mm-hmm. uh, to the Jedi temple on uh Lothal there. And, and he does his little vision quest thing and gets his Kyber crystal um, Ezra, but he doesn't actually see Yoda this time. He just communicates with him, uh, mm-hmm. like uh, I don't know through the force. He can hear him, and then the next time they go back, this is like you. What uh, one of the ways you can see Ezra's connection to the force progressing um, when he communes with Yoda? I think he does it three times in the series. Each time, uh, the setting is like a little more developed. Yeah. So yeah, in season two, yep. when we actually see the tangible physical form of Yoda. Oh, see, I'm I'm confusing. Not a good look. I, yeah, but not a good look. No. <laughs> um, it's very. That's a good point, though. The animation in season one versus what you get in the last season is very. It it improves as it sure. goes on. Um, and it, when you watch the very first episode, if you look on the close-ups of the face, it's very pixelated, so and and that's the style that that they used. Um, it gets a lot smoother. To, towards the end is this technology advanced and that kind of thing. I, I think the place where it is the most jarring at any point is when you see a character that we've seen animated in Clone Wars animated in this then you're like it's like what is happening yeah. um, especially yeah. all I feel point. like looks good though well and Ahsoka looks good oh, yeah. too because she's a whole different design you she's know and she lo- yeah. I, to me the I've said this a million times Season seven, Clone Wars Ahsoka looks great, but Rebels Ahsoka is perfect. She looks amazing, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, uh, Yoda's by far the worst. He looks real rough. He looks real, real bad. I think that was the Obi Wan in, in the uh, holocron's pretty rough too. But Obi Wan uh, in the Twin Suns, but... which is in not till season three or four, uh, mm-hmm. where it's old Obi Wan on Tatooine, he looks pretty good though, and I agree that Maul looks yeah. good. So it's it's kind of hit or yeah. miss. It's weird. Yeah. Lando's um, a little goofy. Not to get too far either. ahead, but there's a uh, there's a <laughs> was season two when they meet up with Rex. That's the line that Rex says to Ahsoka. He goes, "You got old." She goes, "It was bound to happen mm-hmm. sometime." <laughs> and it was it was like, yeah, you've matured and yeah. and become a completely different person. Ahsoka so. has aged more than like. 99% of any animated character ever. She's like evolved four times. She's gotten older. Most animated yeah. uh, characters are just the same age in perpetuity. Yeah. What, uh, Josh, did you have like a favorite moment or anything 
during um season one of Rebels that really really stood out to you or they are they're all good or none good. All I can think about is the the stuff with the puffer pig. Honestly, that's that's like <laughs> forefront in my mind. That's good stuff. It is. It's good. It's good Solid Star Wars content. comedy. There's no. It is. I don't know what is. episode it is, but and I know it's probably not in season one. But my favorite Rebels moment of all time is when um, uh, Hondo finds out that Ezra's name isn't Jabba, and he says, "You lied to me. I yeah. do. I lied to you." That's season two. Yeah. <laughs> So my favorite yeah. Star Wars quotes. I'm all. I'll take which, which, more Hondo anytime. But Hondo has yeah. great which, um, parts in Rebels. He's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Which through season one, there are multiple times that um, Callus calls as Jabba because that's mm-hmm. the name that he gave him. When well, after um, after he meets Lando in Episode Four, <laughs> he also starts telling people he, he's Lando Calrissian. Yeah. Yeah. He's always working in um, Alias. Yeah. It's, there was one, I think they walked in the, Alice walks in and he's like, hey, Jedi, Matt, or he's, Jedi, Kane, and Jairus, and his Padawan, Jabba. Yeah. It was like, no, no, bro. <laughs> no, it's not the right person. But, um, well, Ezra does say you're something. Right, the puffer pigs are great. He, he is confronted by Callus once they realize down the road that Callus is a double agent. And he says, How are you just going to walk in here? You're part of, like, he's. You're clearly part of Rebel Cell, like you've been part of it for years. You're on the most one. He and Ezra says, "Do you have any idea how big the Empire is? None of these stormtroopers yeah. have ever seen me." And he's, it's a good yeah. point. Like the, yep, uh, you could slip through the cracks just based on the sheer numbers. Oh, yeah. for sure. Um, the, Josh, though, that episode with um, that with the puffer pig, though, right? That's the episode with As Morgan, oh, who's Morgan's this- so gross. <laughs> He is very gross. He reminds me of a uh, who is it in Lord of the Rings in uh, Return of the King that's eating the tomatoes at the table and they're just like gushing out and it's really gross. Like who eats tomatoes like that? I've never um, seen that movie because I'm not a nerd. <laughs> uh, he reminds me of that. But as Morgan, um, there's only one they, trilogy. When he gets to the end um, and he sets up, he like ambushes Lando at the trade and whatever. And there's a great line in there. He doesn't. Lando doesn't see as Morgan's ships anywhere for him and his troops, and he's like, "How did you get here? Where are your ships?" And he's like, "Did you walk here? Because they're out in the middle of the desert." Yeah. And he said, "Did you walk here?" He's like, "You don't walk anywhere." He's got <laughs> like, little tiny legs just, and feet. He does. He does, and he is a a, a big he's bodied yeah. uh, individual, and he just you can't see this guy walking through the desert from his ship to wherever he's going, but it was just a a funny delivery line by Lando there. So, well, and that's, so the reason that the whole, the thing in season two comes up where, uh, his, he's outed as not his alias is because the alias he's using with Hondo is Lando Calrissian. And the person that double crosses them is as Morgan, who we know, we know knows Lando. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Um, it's great because it all ties together in the end. Um, Kyle, what about you? I know it's it's hard for Kyle to like narrow down anything within Rebels or Clone Wars. It's a little Wars. hard for me to what forget would you, to remember what came from what part of the series, too. I, I'm going to start with maybe an easier one. What was your least favorite episode? Uh, my least favorite, that's the droid episode. Droids in Distress, the I think it's called. One. Episode yeah. three. Um, mm-hmm. Respect Anthony Daniels' only voice of... 
uh, C-3PO ever. Love that C-3PO and R2 found a way into this show. I think that's fun and cool, not like mm-hmm. lame and shoehorned like, like you know, negative Nancys would say. Uh, but this episode is not sexy. It's not that fun. It's We're riding in like a public transit, and it's just not that awesome to me. With uh, the mayor. Yeah, right? it's one of the, um, it's some bureaucrat from Lothal and they're yeah. shipping some kind of. I, I, Tua. Mayor um, Tua. Yeah. Mayor Tua. And there's some kind yeah. of weapons that I think either the, the rebels probably want to take for themselves or prevent the empire from being able to have or both or whatever. And it just. The T7 ion disruptors that were used. To basically, those are the things that destroy wipe out the, all the of Lassat. the Lasats, yeah, and that was ordered by Callus. Um, so, I mean, it was you did get a little depth in that episode um, as far as character development for both Callus and um, Zeb, yeah. and and why they are who they are, I guess. But yeah, um, agreed. Um, there was a great line in that one though, which was uh, at the end, which was Bale's comment to Kanan that said uh, the simplest gesture of kindness can, uh, can fall a galaxy can fill a galaxy of hope and he said isn't that a Jedi saying and he's like who is this guy yeah Bail Organa friend of the Jedi yeah Organizer I'm really surprised at the end of that episode he didn't say alright wipe protocol droids memory and just running gag to continually wipe Rikyo's memory but he didn't do it so um yeah, what's uh, what's your all right? So, what's your top three episodes? Wait, top this is the harder three. question. Uh, this is a little tougher, but I'm going to no go particular order. Path of the Jedi is up there. That's uh, what we were talking about. Where uh, Kanan takes Ezra to the Jedi Temple on Lothal. More specifically, he makes yep. Ezra find it himself by reaching out through the Force and guiding him there. Uh, and they open it, and he goes on his journey and speaks to Yoda and gets his uh, Kyber crystal. I love the force and connecting with the force and the relationship with the force and the Jedi and all that stuff. So that was a really good one. Uh, spark of the rebellion part two. That is the second part of the two part series premiere of rebels. Mm -hmm. Um, we have found Ezra. We've kind of taken him under our wing. He's tentatively part of the ghost crew. We're helping save some Wookiees who are imprisoned and um, being taken to the slave mines of Kessel, I'm pretty sure. And we get pinned down, and like Justin was talking about, uh, Kanan calls to Hera and says, uh, circle around, get yourself a little distance between the ties. Uh, we're going to do a 22 pickup. And he's, she says, are you sure? <laughs> and Sabine says, really? Are you sure? And Ezra says, is anybody going to tell me what a 22 pickup is? Let me in on the secret. And Kanan says, kid, we're about to let everybody in on the secret. And he pops up and he like total Jedi move is just like dodging blasters and assembles his lightsaber that he keeps in two pieces because he's hiding the fact that he's a Jedi and busts out the saber and starts deflecting the bolts back and the whole like all of the empire is in shock because the Jedi are all dead and Kanan reveals that they're not. And, uh, it's just a very, very, very dope star Wars scene. Um, mm -hmm. I couldn't even tell you that the whole episode is really awesome, but 
that part is awesome enough that it's worth it. And then mm-hmm. the last one is probably going to be the season finale, Fire Across the Galaxy. Kanan has been captured. He did a very, very awesome Jedi move uh, the episode before where they're taking over a communication tower and they're sending out like rebel transmissions, basically. Oh, yeah. Um, and then they show up and Kanan sends the rest of the crew up the giant elevator lift um to get picked up by Hera and lightsabers the controls so nobody can follow him up and he's stuck down there fighting everybody off himself sacrifices himself very gangster move it's very awesome mm-hmm. uh but they take him to Mustafar and in the next episode when the crew goes to bust him out this is a regular thing that the ghost crew does as they break people out of captivity um yeah <laughs> they end up rescuing yeah, him it's over. very cool that we're on mustafar it's a great you know kind of heist rescue mission we get the inquisitor who's very cool we get that fight i was talking about where the inquisitor knocks ezra off the bridge thing and and kanan says no now i have nothing left to fear and he totally whoops his ass with mm-hmm. the double lightsabers very sick and then at the end when it looks like they're not going to get out the entire rebellion shows up and it's the very first collective show of force um a group together from the rebellion uh they've been operating as individual cells and this is the first time they came together the first time we see ahsoka the reveal that she's fulcrum um it's very very dope like as star wars goes this is a huge cornerstone moment Mm -hmm. in the rebellion um and it just so happened to be in the season finale of season one of rebels it was a lot of um it was a lot going on in that episode mm-hmm. um it, it was just a huge huge episode overall so um yeah mine mine kind of fall in line with yours a little bit kyle i think um path of the jedi is one of my favorites just you get so much more depth on the jedi and and the ways of what l- life was like you know during the Clone Wars and before the Clone Wars. And there's great lines in it too. There's a, a line from Kanan in the beginning where, you know, he's teaching him about the Jedi temples or something. And he says something about, he can be taught. And I was like, Oh, that's a nice little, uh, nice little, uh, space, almost space balls nod there where he's like, can be taught. Um, and then he says in the, like when they, when they talk about the temple and, and Yoda and everything that goes on in there, he says, I know what's in there. Ah, and I think Kanan at this point is like not just looking at what had happened, but also how can I find a way forward mm-hmm. too? And that's a big part of his conversation with Yoda about teaching Ezra um, is how can I not be stuck in the past and, and kind of work my way forward to teach the kid. But that one was one of my favorites. Um, I, I, you're right. Fire Across the Galaxy, that in last episode is, is by far one of the great um episodes not just in this series but in star wars as well just that was one of my favorite lines was that that was a mistake why because you have nothing left to die for and jason isaacs is the inquisitor very sick really really good um his voice just resonates and it's yeah yeah and his just the way he delivers that line he's like why he's like because you have nothing left to die for and he's like no because i have nothing left to fear and kanan is finally like all right i'm about to whoop your butt Mm -hmm. let's go um you know, and uh, but that right, but the Inquisitor, and, and again, Jason Isaacs, 
he's hanging on the ledge. He's about to fall to his death. And he basically tells Kanan, you don't know what you've unleashed. And he's like, I'm not afraid. And he says, there are some things far more frightening than death. And then he just lets go and falls to his death. And it was like, oh, okay, what just happened? Like, and then you get, you know, you get, uh, you get Ahsoka at the end with that reveal. Um, very different Ahsoka than what we're used to seeing. And then you get, obviously, the reveal of Darth Vader in that episode and the heavy breathing at the end. And it was just a very somber kind of ending. Which if you have never read any of the comics where they talk about how uh, Vader was developing and training the Inquisitors, you will realize why the Inquisitor would rather just drop off of that ledge into the Mm -hmm. burning reactor than go tell Vader that he lost Kanan. Uh, Because Vader basically Mm -hmm. would just chop him up and abuse him and torture him until they were like beat dogs. Mm-hmm. Um, the other one that I, I, I thought was a very, and it's kind of a, I don't want to say an under the radar episode, but it was a call to action, which was the 13th episode in, in the first season. But it's basically when Tarkin arrives on Lothal and basically is done with palace and mayor Tua or whatever her name was. And these bumbling, uh, officers in, in the empire not succeeding and he basically shows up and is like no here's what we're going to do and starts to kind of go after the rebels a little bit harder um about things like sending out the probe droids um but it's it's a very interesting moment in this episode where kanan kind of foreshadows um losing things he talks about losing things in their fight with the empire um and it's a very, it, it's a bit of foreshadowing and it is a bit foreboding because he's basically talking about, you know, we lose a lot in the fight and, and you're going to lose things, but you have to be able to let them go in order to be able to continue fighting the good fight. And it was just, that was hard to hear knowing what happens to Kanan when you watch the whole series. You don't know it in the beginning if you're just watching it for the first time, but um, it is, it is a very somber ending in that episode. And it's really kind of the first time I think in this series in through 13 episodes that the empire seems more imposing and is it's a turning point for them as far as making some headway on trying to get the rebels. So, um, but then that leads to that some very, very heavy stuff in this series. Yes. Oh, there's the scene where, uh, Tarkin brings in the two Imperial officers and they're like sitting in the chairs and Callus is in there and Mayor the two is in there and the Inquisitor comes in behind him and he's like standing behind him and they were talking about the failure or something that they failed to catch him and then he kind of looks at the Inquisitor and you see the Inquisitor and then all of a sudden you see the hue of the red blades light up and he clearly decapitates or kills both those officers but then it cuts to Callus who has this look of shock on his face and then Tua, who's over there, who also has this look of disgust on her mm-hmm. face, like, oh, crap. Like, they just beheaded two of these guys that were failing pretty heavily. And, and that's your first, like, I, I don't want to say your first indication. This is, is a little dark. But, well, they show you this um, whole, it was heavy. the whole, like, 
section of of Lothal that they call Tarkin Town, where all the homeless mm-hmm. and displaced people, because they're so poor and and disenfranchised by the Empire, and uh, I mean, there's mm-hmm. all the stuff with Sabine who. Uh, has been rejected by her family and made a weapon for the Empire that kills Mandalorians specifically. And like, the, uh, there's all, you know, uh, Hera is ex- estranged from her family as well. And Zeb feels responsible for not protecting his people who have all been killed. Like, there's a lot of just. Oh, this person's sad. And like, no, like every single person they know <laughs> yeah. died and they're responsible for it type of like things going on. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yep. It's um it, it is heavy. I think if you if you look at the show, um, if you were looking at it maybe through a kid's eyes, right? And you go, good guys versus bad guys, right? That that you can interpret it that yeah. way if you're eight, nine, ten, right, and you're watching this show and you go, Okay, I get it. And then, but when you get to to an age where you start to understand those things a little bit more, it it weighs heavier and it and it resonates, mm-hmm. I think, louder with people because you do see those similar parallels to real life as well. And you go, there's a lot that goes on in in your life from from birth to death that mm-hmm. is very similar to what these characters go through. Um, and you can recognize it easier when you're younger. You don't pick up on that, but you do pick up on, hey, Inquisitor's bad, red lightsaber, red spinny lightsaber bad he's a bad guy um so i i think it it hits on both those levels which is which is great yeah it works for all kinds of different audiences and in season one like we we're talking about today mostly focuses on ezra and kanan and we get a, a little just enough to know who the other three main characters are um and then in season two we really get to dive a lot deeper into where Sabine and Zeb and Hera came from and how they got. And mm-hmm. I think that's what makes this show so great is we don't just have these cool characters that do cool things. We understand how they got to this point and why they are fighting against these impossible odds. Like when we came to know star Wars, of course we see Luke blow up the death star and the rebels win. But like, on paper, this is an unwinnable fight. Like they're fighting a losing fight that they can't possibly beat the empire. And they are still doing it because they're convinced it's the right thing to do. And we get to understand why they feel this way and why those things are so important to them and, uh, sort of why they're so tortured too. And it's, um, that's just a much more interesting story. This is really, really a great show. Like no matter how you slice it. (laughs) Yeah, it's um yeah, there's like I said, we could go on talking for hours about Star Wars Rebels, but uh we're trying to keep it within a little reason here and, and reining it in. But you know what? If you're gonna be at celebration and you wanna talk Star Wars Rebels, Kyle will put you to sleep. Yeah, we'll be sitting just in line hours and for hours. Three, three to five hours at a time <laughs> yes. and we can talk all the rebels you want. For sure. Uh, tip number two for Star Wars Celebration. Remember to bring games mm-hmm. to play in line with other people. Great, great icebreaker and fun to do. Just helpful. Yeah. Justin's always Dropping trying hints. to play a Star Wars game with somebody in line. I am. I do like, I do like, I've not played Sabacc though. I need to, I need to learn I how know. to do this. I just want to get an idiot to run um, one time. I am. 
I mean, you get all of us in the same room, and there's an idiot array right yeah. there. So, uh, no, I just want people to talk to me about uh, rebels. You, good, you. <laughs> nice. Uh, anything else on rebels before we uh, wrap this up, fellas? Yeah, season two next week. Let's go. Let's Boom. go. Uh, just remember, just remember, you will never advance as a Jedi if you can't be honest, at least with yourself. Mm. I did learn that from Rebels. True. You're all clear, kid. Now let's blow this thing and go home. That was our season one recap of Star Wars Rebel. We're gonna Rebels. We're gonna dive into season two next week. So stick around for that. And there's more episodes in season two. Um, it like they were like, here, let's do 15 in season one, and then we're like, oh, let's amp it up in season two to I don't even remember what it was. It's like 20, 20 something, I think. So um, it's 22. beefy. It's a beefy season of. of- animation but the last so. two are twilight of the apprentice which is just wow chef's kiss yes so good yes 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 so um very excited to dive into that next week can't wait to talk about that with you guys um you can follow outer rim beacon anywhere on social media facebook twitter instagram at outer rim beacon you can email us outer beacon at gmail.com my name's justin you can find me on twitter at i am the bendu where can they find you guys at this is Josh. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Battle of Tanab. This is Kyle, and I am KB underscore Legend on Instagram and Twitter and Venmo. Send me money. I got to pay for the merch at Celebration. <laughs> I mean, as of right now, nothing yeah, official merch celebration. There's nothing there, so it's yeah. I mean, uh, hopefully, photo ops and autographs and maybe some other stuff. So we'll see. But uh, uh, Maggie couldn't be with us tonight. Hopefully, we can get her on. Um, here in the next week or two and get some of her thoughts on Rebels and see what she thinks. But you can follow Maggie at Maggie of the Town. Um, hope everybody gets out, does something Star Wars-y. Hopefully your weather is better wherever you are than us Wack here in here. Ohio because it sucks right now. It's like 40 and cold and rainy and it's not cool. So, as always, may the Force be with you. Always. Safe for light and life, but we're not. Uh, we're not doing Send us more guest announcements. <laughs> the ones is, I want, please. Josh is antsy. I want more. <laughs> I want to know so much stuff. Like, what? Give us some panels. Give it. Like, what are? What's some stuff I, we're gonna be doing here? Give me a schedule. Coming. Coming. Kylo Ren in the ship in Last Jedi. More. <laughs> more. <laughs> All right. Let's turn this off. <laughs> Carry on. Bye.